Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 60, Kevin Gray, running for City Councilor in Ward 13, recorded on September 4th, 2018. Kevin Gray, you're running for city councilor in Ward 13. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Firstly, tell us, who is Kevin Gray? Kevin Gray is a local Dundas resident for the past 14 years. I've lived in the region for 20 years with my family. I'm married with four children, ranging 15 through 30. Two in-laws, two grandchildren, business person background. I've always been in operations through hospitality. I currently run my own staffing firm and a recruitment firm. We also have been very extensive with staffing, team building, financial backgrounds. So I find that my approach to this role is very exciting because it's just further growth for me. I've for years worked corporately. That's how I was trained. In 2005, I branched off and started my own firm, helping other businesses develop restaurants primarily helping them build their teams, recruitment, training, and being able to help people find the right career and position for them, which is very exciting. Why are you running? Early this year, I'd attended several local meetings by community groups, not small groups by any means, anywhere from 30 to 60 to 100 members. And their goal is to enhance the community, build communication between the citizens as well as with the city. And what I found peculiar is that our local representative councillor was not there, perhaps through scheduling. Then four days before their meeting, she had scheduled her own meeting. Okay, maybe a one-off. Well, this happened subsequent times. And my concern was that you've got a group of citizens willing to put their own time and efforts forward to build communication, and our local representative is not engaged or involved with them. I believe firmly that Public engagement, this role, requires somebody that's going to go out of their way and make it part of their daily livelihood to be engaged with the citizens, to listen, to participate, to encourage feedback and ideas that currently is not happening. I believe in being engaged and canvassing ideas, having the citizens able to say their piece. I believe that City Hall really needs to be reinvented, which is what I hear greatly from our communities. And I want to be part of that. I want to help revitalize this city, not just this ward. We're part of Dundas and Flamborough, but I see a larger picture that it is part of Hamilton. It's not pre-amalgamation, yet we're excluded from most situations. I follow media very extensively, whether it be in print, social media. I rarely, if ever, hear Dundas mentioned. I don't hear Flamborough mentioned, any issues. I don't hear our own councillor representing us. I want to be that voice that engages with the people and represents their ideas, partnered with my background and experience. How have you contributed to your community and our city? Initially, locally, I was part of a program that set up a community watch in our neighborhood, partnering with local law enforcement, which is very educational, especially since we at that time only had a part-time police station here. I've volunteered with Dundas Community Services, helping seniors, go about their daily requirements, doctor's appointments, shopping. 
it really opened my eyes to a big lack in our community, especially on the senior side, with being able to access local facilities, the lack of local facilities. We started off with a full-service hospital here, McMaster. That's changed now to a pediatrics only. That's now changing. That's completely moving downtown. And that's not acceptable. We don't have a voice here that's publicly representing us. And that's how things need to change. My wife and I started a venture several years ago through uh, fundraising for local community groups, nonprofits. We purchase coffee from a group throughout the world that is run by female farmers. So initially it helps provide finances to women in parts of the world that don't have a lot of rights. And locally, we wanted to balance that out, not just helping internationally, but locally by being able to do fundraising and help community groups here locally, which we still currently do. What are your two priorities for Ward 13 and two priorities for Hamilton as a whole? As I mentioned earlier, communication is lacking in this ward. We don't have full representation. We don't have communication and engagement with the community. That is a first large priority to engage the citizens, let them know that I'm here, whether it be social media communication, if we need to be newsprint, flyers dropped off. I also plan to have public meetings, open houses, if you will, to allow people to voice their opinions, know what's going on. So the community communication is prime. Also on a citywide, not just ward-wise, is spending. The city has a huge spending issue. So I believe putting a 1% cap on budgets is the first step towards holding people accountable, making them look a little bit harder at their budgets, find some savings, find some cost efficiencies. Like running a business, no different than running a household. We'd all love a pool in the backyard, but that's not always the case. Publicly, sometimes it's just money spent when it's not properly spent. What are three skills you will bring to elected office that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on city council? First one would be communication. I believe I have excellent communication skills. I believe in listening, letting people voice their opinions, and encouraging different outlooks for people to express their ideas. Also, my financial background is key. This is running a business. It's important to know expenditures, being able to read budgets, and understand where there's savings, where there's money available, networking through different financial avenues. Also engaging people is, I would say, is my third, being able to get this community together, let them know that their voice is going to matter, and that there's somebody here to put that voice forward to City Hall, because I believe that's a really key need in this community. The merger of Dundas, Greensville, and Western Flamborough into the new Ward 13 creates a new community. It's worth noting that Flamborough itself is a product of a 1972 amalgamation. How will you, as the first councillor in Ward 13, bring these communities together in common cause as their elected leader? That is an outstanding question and situation to present because it is so important in this ward. Previously, just being Dundas and then Flamborough off on their own, to merge those together is a very important role for this councillor. My background, I live in town now in Dundas. I've also lived rurally, and I've also lived on a farm. So I understand the challenges living outside of the town concepts. Somebody taking this role really has to link with the citizens, understand the diverse needs of each area. 
Somebody living downtown Dundas has a different perspective than somebody in Greensville, Rockton, Freelton, further north around the farming community. Somebody has to engage these citizens regularly, keep them posed for what's going on with the city, represent their needs greatly. Uh, this region brings, farming especially, brings $2 billion to the table in Hamilton. I rarely hear the term farming come up in any council news or city talk. It's all about the downtown core. Living in Dundas, we've, there's a certain disconnect with the core, and that's amplified the further you go out. As I speak to individuals, they feel the same way. So it's really, really key to engage the citizens, hear their needs, represent them, and really understand what it's like to live in all these different areas, because they are very different areas. Being so large, and it is, it is unfortunate that it was a councillor removed, because they are two very different spectrums, and we also lost a voice at the table for somebody in Ward 14 specifically. My goal is to spend a lot of time in each area, hearing what everybody expects, wants from their council, wants from the city, and be able to be the person roundtable downtown at the city and express those. Not just present the information, but sometimes you need to act as a rabid dog to be heard, to have your point put across. Also, it's important to collaborate with other councillors around the city, something I really believe is lacking. Teamwork, working with other councillors, is a big plus. My ward is not the only one to be split. You know, there's, there's farming communities around the city, around the, the outskirts. And there's a lot of common situations. Sometimes getting more than one community together can be a plus. I believe collaboration with other councillors and other council areas, wards, will be key. Hamilton zoning regulations prevent the building of multi-unit clustered housing, which is in scale with existing single-family housing, commonly referred to as the missing middle. There are approximately 100,000 Hamiltonians in their 20s and approximately 140,000 Hamiltonians over the age of 65. The missing middle is medium density, transit-connected housing, and walkable communities, and is important to young renters, first-time owners, and critical for seniors seeking to successfully age in place in the communities they've lived for decades. As a member of City Council, you will need to address housing challenges in Hamilton. You will face opposition to infill development and provincially mandated intensification. How will you respond to concerns about development, and where do you believe mid-density growth should occur in your ward? Growth and development is key to any city. Dundas, Flamborough are not unique in that way. I would like nothing more than my children and their families to live here, to move here. Currently, it's unaffordable, and there's not a lot of housing. There's a lot of other citizens in the neighborhood would like the same with their families. There is a large senior population here, and there's also a lot of young families that I've met. And there are different needs for different demographics and different ages. Growth and building is key. However, the big gap, I believe, up until now is our neighborhoods have not been engaged in future developments, ongoing programs or projects. It's been thrown at them. There's a lack of communication. There's a iron wall around City Hall. People don't like to share communication or share information what's going on. I believe the councillor's role, if it, you know, God bless be my role, to work with the city and planning department to see what's going on, participate as much as possible, work with the community to find where they're comfortable with new developments going in. There's several developments in town right now that have just showed up on a doorstep. Citizens haven't had the input for 
the look of them, the development, what sort of project is being put in. We have a very unique city center here in Dundas. There's a large heritage district. There's a large heritage field that we want to preserve in this region. And that needs to be key with developers coming in here. Because once the building's done and the construction crews leave, this is our community. And we respect that. We need the city and the planners to understand this isn't just an eight-week or a two-year project. This is the rest of our lives. There's citizens in this area that have lived here with their families have been here since the 1800s. That's very important to me, and it's crucial that that's respected by the city and by the planners. And I will do my part to ensure that that mandate is met with any new development here. Specific regions, that needs to be decided by our community where they're acceptable for development, rather than just have the city show up and put up some construction cones. Yeah, we're putting a 10-story building here. The whole building piece with the city is a big issue where there's limits for heights unless a developer comes in and throws more money at the city. That's unacceptable. You don't know what's going to be on the table. If somebody comes in with deep pockets, oh, we like to do this and we want to put a 50-story building in town, Currently, city's like, yeah, sure, we'll take your money. That's not right. There needs to be building codes that are adhered to, respected, and that's currently not happening. And that's an issue with myself with the way the city is run. One of the motivators for me to get engaged and try and change that so that as cities and communities grow, it reflects the needs, desires, and living habits of the citizens that are currently there. What is something interesting or unique about Ward 13 that you believe the rest of Hamilton should know? This is an amazing area. Anytime I mention to somebody I live in Dundas, the answer is the same. I love Dundas. It's so beautiful. It's spectacular. The trails, the people. Walking downtown, people meet you eye to eye, say hello, nod at you. Everybody's friendly. It's an outgoing community. That's a blessing for all of us to live here, and that is why we live here. What are two changes you will propose to improve city services? Main thing is understanding and collaborating with different departments in the city, other councillors, and my community. City services are very key. One of the things I'm looking for locally is a senior center because we do have a large senior population here, and currently there isn't one. Other areas, other wards have them. And we need to implement that. That's very key with lifestyles and as population ages, which we all are, to provide those services to local citizens and future citizens. As well as that, we're losing a lot of current services. When I moved here as recently as 14 years ago, there's a public school two blocks my home, a high school two blocks the other way, and a world-class hospital. The high school is closed, been bulldozed, and now it's a cemetery. The world-class hospital is now pediatrics only, and that's closing, so McMaster can expand. And that's moving downtown again with another facility. That's unacceptable. Somebody needs to stand up on their council chair, represent this ward, and say, no, that's not right. There's certain things we need here. Citywide, that's an issue that's citywide. It's not just in this ward. Things happen, and the citizens find out afterward. What are two changes you will propose to improve quality of life in Hamilton? Transparency with the city and better communication. Again, to recap a lot of my previous answers, 
there's not a lot of information that comes down to this ward, and I need to improve that. With city services, as I mentioned before, with the senior center, there's not a care facility locally until you start headed downtown, and that's a problem. We need better facilities locally. We need to enhance the living activities we have here. I'm an outdoor person. I run marathons. I run long distance. I cycle. We need to enhance the roadways, the walkways, the bikeways, because as I said, there's a lot of young families. There's an outdoor area that we need to really enhance for the local citizens. Hamilton City Council decided against ranked balloting. Ranked balloting enables voters to choose by prioritizing candidates they feel qualified for public office and best able to represent them. What is your position on ranked ballots? I believe in full democracy and the vote. When somebody shows up to vote, they vote for an individual. So I'm not in favor of ranked balloting. How will you improve civic governance and engagement during the next four years? By bringing City Hall to the people, by sharing communication, by being very open, very transparent, a word that everybody uses but isn't, especially with this city. There's information that should be shared publicly. I believe every meeting should be open and public. I come from a background of HR, where certain things do need to be private, if it's on a personal nature. If I'm conducting a performance review with somebody, it is for their ears only. When you're talking about public governance and decisions that affect communities and families by the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands, everybody should be able to be part of that. Certain things are protected. There's a kept under wraps mentality at the city, and that needs to change. Public information should be exactly that public. And I plan to preserve and really enhance and promote that. How will the City of Hamilton's strategic plan guide your decision-making in hiring a new city manager? And what qualities do you seek in a new city manager? Our city is growing leaps and bounds. And the key aspect I think the city manager needs to bring to the table is understand Hamilton is not bordered by Dundurn, Aberdeen, and the Red Hill. It's a vast city. We're bound by the lake on one end, but there's farming communities. There's different age groups. There's demographics. We go out as far as Binbrook. So the new city manager has to really understand all the needs, developly, financially, personally, what each citizen needs, as well as bring an experience of developing cities key like this. We've got public places. We've got tourism. We've got a growing restaurant scene. We've got new homes to live as the city grows. The city manager needs to understand all the different attributes that this city has to offer currently and in the future. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you do so? That is a great question, and it's something that is key to this role and any role deal with finances. I think a big piece of that is collaborating with the other councillors, realizing that my ward has needs, but so do other wards, so do other councillors. I think the key is taking a look at Hamilton in the big picture and realizing Ward 8 may have specific needs that I don't have here, but understanding that. Partnering with the other councillors, team building. Team building in any organization is key. Any successful organization has a culture that everybody works towards. And that lacks in the city. Each councillor seems to run their area like a little fiefdom and not listen or consider outside their border. 
I don't believe in that. I believe everybody needs to represent their own ward and also work in collaboration with the other councillors for what's in the best need of this city. It's 2022. The public record is writing a review of the four-year council term that is just ending. What three words do you hope will describe your term on council and what three words do you hope will describe council as a whole? Listening, engagement, and collaboration. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? Absolutely. I'm very honored to be able to put my name forward for this role. And I'm excited to meet our local citizens and be able to voice their opinions and their ideas. We have a huge need in our ward to be properly represented at City Hall. I hope to take that role, to engage our citizens and let them know your voice does count, your opinion does matter. It's, it matters to me and I will represent everybody downtown clearly. Financially, we need to look at what's best for the city, for this ward, grow and develop in the right direction, not find out afterwards. There needs to be a collaboration. The citizens need to be engaged, not find out afterwards so there's adversaries. There's too much of an S and them right now with the city and the citizens. I hope to knock that barrier down and get everybody more engaged and feel better about being part of Hamilton and Dundas and Flamborough. Thank you very much for joining us today. I want to thank the Dundas branch of the Hamilton Public Library for the use of their makerspace where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 60 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.